Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I, as you know, I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with, uh, you know, Courtney. I've got a time flies by so <laughs> fast that you're always. I'm always like, okay. When did these students graduate again? 2017 graduate of our program, Courtney Bramers. How are you, Courtney? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And did I pronounce your name correctly? Is that is it Bramers? It is Bramers. That's correct. Oh, Thanks awesome. for asking. <laughs> awesome, of course. You know, I... Uh, I, I don't get the benefit. People have heard me say before that I, I miss so much uh, getting to read the names off at graduation. Um, I, I used to be, and I really, I think that they now, the, the strategy they have now, or the, the guy with the deep voice reading the names off, you know, yeah. Um, I really think that they got that from me because they went to one of our grad, one of our, uh, graduation ceremonies, our department graduation ceremony. And I would read off the name really dramatically. And um, I, I think he now, the guy who does it, the main thing, I kind of think he's a little bit um, taking my gig a little bit in, in the way he does it. You know, he does a competition. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, the uh, the president, President Armstrong, went, came to our department graduation once and heard me doing it. And I kind of do, I I would do it like a minor league baseball announcer, you know, like Courtney Bramers, you know, and, and that's how the guy does it now, you know, and. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. so fun when they have some energy behind it. <laughs> I know it is. It is. But I used to love doing it for the department and, and now I don't get the benefit. So I kind of almost froze up there right before I said your name. I'm like, oh, goodness. Is it Bramers or, but, uh, but I got it right. You got it right. (laughs) Luckily. So Courtney is a, like I said, is a 2017 graduate of our program and she's currently an operations project manager for this company that you guys may have heard of before uh, called Tesla. Um, So very exciting to talk to you, Courtney. And I know our listeners are going to to, to be excited to hear about what you're doing for Tesla. Um, but, but let's back up first. Uh, where are you from originally? So I'm from Salinas, California, um, just about two hours north of okay. Slow. Right. So, yep, I grew up there um, and lived there my whole life until I moved to Slow. So right awesome place on. to grow up. <laughs> right on. What did your What did your parents do in Salinas? So my dad is in agriculture which yeah. is shocking coming from Salinas. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my yeah. family's pretty deep rooted in ag there. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of my family works in it. Some own companies within it. So my dad is a sales manager for, um, he works for his uncles in an ag company there. Uh-huh. And he's always done that. I've always been surrounded by that. And then yeah. my mom is a softball coach and she's coached for 30 plus years. Um, Yep. She's done recreation through high school. Um, She's done a little bit of college, I believe. And then her biggest thing is, is that they, my, her and my grandpa about 30 years ago, this upcoming year um, started a travel ball softball organization. Um, Yeah. So she manages that um, and helps with the teams and does all that. So she was always a coach and I got the pleasure of having a parent coach too growing up. So yeah, that's what they've done. 
That's really wild. Well, we have so much in common along those lines. You know, I was I grew up on a tobacco farm in in North Carolina, and you know my um my my stepdad's very proud of like North Carolina agriculture. And we got in an argument once about um who produced more, California or North Carolina, and um and I was like, well, you know um. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been able to win this argument like when I was uh, when I was 14 um, because we didn't have this uh, this little thing called the Googles. Um, but but I have Google here at my fingertips and I can tell you that we have one valley alone that does more agriculture than North Carolina. I was like, he's like, oh, well, well, what type of agriculture? And I was like, what? I'm like, really? Do you know that little about California that you don't know what agriculture comes out of <laughs> California? I'm like, uh, you know, and I like started naming off and he was like, oh, well, you know, uh, it was kind of funny because he was like, well, I didn't, I wasn't counting fruits and nuts. And I was like, so tobacco that you can't eat counts, but fruits and nuts doesn't count that doesn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> but uh but anyway you know yeah yeah no but, anyone whenever anyone tries to like challenge me on ag stuff i'm like yeah. not that i have a bunch of background in it i'm like but don't don't even try like right. <laughs> i grew up in what we call like the salad bowl so exactly <laughs> exactly i love that the salad bowl exactly whenever you whenever i'm driving through there and i'll be driving through there in a couple days um yeah, it's just amazing how much agriculture is is in is in that valley, and um, I guess it's called the Salinas Valley. Is that right? It is. Yes, it is. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was gonna throw that out, and then I was like, uh oh, I'm I'm talking to a Salinas girl. She's gonna be like, that's not it. It's a different valley. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so, did you did you grow up playing softball? I suspect I did. Yes. Wow. So. I grew up playing softball and volleyball as well, um, but softball was definitely the number one sport. Um, I'm a the first grandchild on both sides of my family, and my um, all my aunts played softball, and then obviously my mom played, and she was um, coaching. And so at 10 years old, I started not only playing rec, but I played travel ball as well. So right. from a very young age, I was involved in a pretty competitive organization. Um, at 10 years old, we actually traveled to Illinois and played in a national championship. Wow. Um, so yeah, I played a lot of softball. Not playing around, not playing around. That's no, that's no. no kidding. That's uh, that's big time. I love it. Well, uh, your, your granddad and your, your mom's legacy, I guess, uh, uh, must be really good softball there in the Salinas area. So that's pretty awesome. Um, now tell us about, um, brothers and sisters, any brothers and sisters? Yes. So I do have a brother, um, who is a senior at Cal Poly as well. Oh, no way. He, yes. He is in agriculture, um, okay. business, business ag. Okay. Ag business. Ag business. Yeah, then, you you know you know Dr. Hendricks is the interim department head for ag business right now. I didn't. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, and then um I do have two cousins, which is Allie and Ashley, who go to Cal Poly as well. Um, so there's currently three there right now. So super close with all of them. They're 
Allie and Ashley are like my siblings too. So I basically have three siblings at Cal Poly right now. <laughs> oh, awesome. And you know, I, that is, um, that is funny. Cause I, I completely, I was thinking that Allie was your sister. <laughs> I, I miss, I must've misheard. Um, no, that. you're fine. Um, um, like people mistake that a lot. Like a sister. There you go. Like I love well, our it. Our dads are our dads are twins and our moms are sisters. Oh, no way. So we are genetically basically sisters. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. That is so cool. Um, so so Cal Poly just runs in the family. Or are, do, do, are there graduates? Was someone in your family a graduate? Oh, there's more. There's more. Okay. I had a feeling. Um, I'm one of eleven. That went to Cal Poly. Yes. No way. Yeah. So really cool. All the way down to grandpa, great aunt, couple uncles, couple other aunts. So and then my dad and his twin. I love it. You know, I'm um being a a third generation Tar Heel. Um, I love I love hearing about the keeping it in the family with Cal Poly. Um, and I talk to so many people that um that have family connections or, or, you know, so really, really cool. Um, so it was, so you knew where you were going from a, from a very young age, I suppose. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was always high on the list. Um, one of my aunts was, we're only 14 years apart. And so she played softball at Cal Poly and, um, I used to go watch her play really young. Um, we drive down and so I always had the gear, the Mustang gear from a young age and just thought I'd continue it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about the, the major then. How did you find out about the major? Yeah. So, um, I don't, it's kind of like all a blur on how college applications happened and how I got to where I was. Um, I do know, you know, I went through that little phase right before you're choosing your school. Um, Well, maybe I'll go here just to like, kind of, you know, put a stab in the parents a little bit, you know, so they are a little more on edge, but um, I actually kind of had an idea that I wanted to go into event planning a little bit. Uh Um, I really liked weddings and, um, my family was always super involved in events in our community Mm -hmm. and I knew I liked that. So when I saw the major and I actually think my dad found it when we were doing the applications, Uh um, it was kind of a no brainer, um, because I also had interest in sports and travel and everything. So overall it just made sense to go into Yeah, it's one of those things where you, when when you look into it a little more, you're like, oh, wow, cool. They have that? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. At the open house, um, before you go to school, I remember my mom walked out and was like, can I go back to school? Like, oh, your guys' presentation was just... Yeah. She was all engaged and she's like, you're so lucky. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I have heard that from so many parents over the years. It's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to hear. Well, well, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about your time at, at Cal Poly. You know, you, um, you were engaged in something that's, that's, that's really close to my heart in that I got my start, um, in club sports as the assistant director of club sports at NC state. And, um, and so you were heavily involved in club sports and I just, I, uh, you know, I've, I've always, um, I've always thought that after that experience that I had at NC state, I, I just have always felt like, um, Club sports is just this opportunity to really grow as a, as a leader, and um, and and I know you were 
you were involved a, a lot in, in club sports here at Cal Poly. So why don't, why don't you talk about that experience a little bit? Yeah, um, for sure. It was definitely something that I didn't 100% know I wanted to do when I got to Cal Poly. Um, right. I kind of was like, I want to rebuild my identity a little bit. I've done sports my whole life and maybe I won't play in college anymore. And I actually tryouts were the same week as sorority rush Mm -hmm. and sorority rush did not go well for me. And so I was like, well, I'm either going to try out for volleyball or I'm not going to do anything. And I definitely did not want to do nothing. So I went to trials and then I was sitting there being like, I don't know if I'm going to make this team. Like it was super competitive. Um, and instantly I was like, all right, let's go. I'm doing this. And the moment I made the team, it was like a no brainer. And yeah, the club volleyball program, I have nothing but incredible things to say about it. It was um, not only just built my family and my community while at school, but it provided so many opportunities to to grow. And like it's a it's a student run organization, pretty much. And so right. um, really, I got the chance to be the president um, my junior year, which was really fun. And we yeah. won a few national championships. And so. I was going to say, didn't you guys win a national championship? When we you were did. Here? My freshman yeah. year, actually, we won a national championship. And I mean, those moments in sports, regardless of your age or where you're at, are just priceless. Unreal. And yeah. to have it be while doing a club sport is just um, was just so memorable for me. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to make sure that 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 our listeners know how big of a deal that is. You know, I mean, I was uh like like I said, I was assistant director of club sports at NC State and and so I oversaw the club sports program and our um women's volleyball team was like really well established. They 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 had been in existence for many years and and so I knew all about the nationals. Um and and how big it was it's like it's like 200 teams from two, from like uh, you know 200 different universities right and it's like uh, it's it's a big deal and yeah. if if um if i'm not mistaken you can correct me if i'm wrong courtney but i believe that cal poly won a national championship the very first year they had a women's club volleyball team is that right Something uh, like that. You might know more than me. I'm not sure. I know the couple seasons before I started playing, they were like legit, like yeah. super good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the teams are pretty top notch. I mean, there are people that full of girls that probably could have played D1 in college, but yeah. just chose to not. So right. yeah, they were really good even before I got here. Yeah. Okay. So, so you weren't a part of starting the, the, the club, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I I'm pretty sure it was the very first year that they formed um, the, the, the women's club volleyball team at Cal Poly. They won the national champions. Cause I remember them telling me that. And I was just like, what, you gotta be kidding me. So, so, they <laughs> won, awesome. so they've won several then I guess. And uh, that's pretty, that's pretty special. Well, um, let's talk a little bit more about, about your time at Cal Poly. Um, obviously there's, there's those enduring memories that, that we have, um, no matter where we go to school, but, um, but I, I think you probably agree with me that San Luis Obispo and Cal Poly is special. And so is there, is there an enduring memory that you have? And also in addition to, to club sports, um, are th- were there things that you did um, from a professional development perspective that re- that really stand out? 
Yeah, I'm sure you get this all the time. There's so many. Um, I would definitely say within Cal Poly, like anytime you like grinded through a course and I like would have a tutor or something and you come out on the other side of the course, definitely I remember those feelings. Specifically, I remember um, actually taking senior project with you and that being a very memorable experience. Um, I don't think I've ever worked so hard on a paper and um, my grade reflected that. (laughs) Thank you. And um, I remember that just feeling so relieved and excited for like the next step. So definitely Mm -hmm. um, just individual classes definitely stand out, but tell us about your senior project. What was your senior project? Yeah, so my senior project was on um, how technology is integrating into the events industry. And it's so funny because I feel like even in the last five years, it's like 10x that. (laughs) Um, It was kind of like this almost felt like the start a little bit. So I Uh talked about like virtual reality, um, you know, apps and different Uh things and how those are being integrated into events and compared it against a few different event planning companies. I remember. That's awesome. That's awesome. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. um, As far as like professional building and like just building a resume and a career in general, I worked for my first job ever was working for the slow parks and rec. Um, I was a teacher aide. I actually had your daughter at Bishop's Peak. Yeah. Um, So I was a teacher aide and that was just a really great way to um, one, just get a job, get your first job. And, um, I loved working with kids. So I did that actually for two and a half years while at Cal Poly. Um, and then I did have, I worked at Tolosa winery for a little bit, um, just shadowing the event manager. And then I also did my, um, internship that was required for our courses at slow brew. Right. So, I right. did have a few of those. And then my favorite internship is my E2K events internship I did up in Santa Clara one summer. So I definitely did what I felt was a good job of like getting some jobs, getting yeah. a few internships. I luckily was surrounded by a group of friends that were getting internships all the time. So I was always like, all right, my turn now. So nice. that definitely helped. <laughs> nice. You had positive role, role models. I love yes. it. Good, good peer pressure. I love it. Well, um, well, you'll, uh, you'll be interested to, to hear that Evie is, is a teenager now. And, um, and uh, that's <laughs> so, so scary. <laughs> it's crazy how time flies, doesn't it? Oh my goodness. My goodness. Um, I have to pinch myself sometimes, but, um, but that, that's great. And I appreciate that. Um, I, I appreciate that shout out for, for senior project. And, um, uh, you know, we, we, um, we, of course try to structure that so that it can, can, you know, obviously help in, in moving, in moving you forward towards a career. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about after, um, after Cal Poly and, um, and, and what you're doing now. So for the last four, four years, four plus years, um, you have been working for Tesla in, um, various, uh, various positions. And obviously as, uh, a company that, 
is, you know, on, on the world stage um, in terms of um, electric vehicles and, and, you know, the, the, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess Elon Musk was recently named uh, person of the year and, and whatnot. And so I, I just want to ask the question that's, that's always on everyone's mind. Um, can you get me a Tesla and, um, and uh, uh, what, what do you and, and Elon do when you hang out? Oh, well, you'll get a Tesla when I get a Tesla because I'm not there yet. Um, and Elon and I, we don't hang out often. I've actually been in one meeting with him. You have. That was a little smaller. And um, it was a, a, around, you know, changing the temperature of the conference room. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, and you, you know, I kid, I, 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 I'm sure you, I'm sure you get that a lot though. I, I, you know, I, when I'm teach when I teach sport management, that's one of the things that I have to t- I tell students like you have to be prepared um, because everyone and their brother will ask you for tickets and and uh, and for all kinds of things like that. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's amazing how many people come out of the woodwork. Oh, you work for Tesla? Oh, can I get a discount? Like, no, you cannot. No, because no, I uh, <laughs> that's not the type of power I have. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about what you're doing though with Tesla, right? So you you start as operations coordinator and then moved up to operations super operational supervisor and now you're an operations project manager um so i want to talk to you about um you know your your degree and and um and and what our you know we like to talk a lot about courtney about how there's a there's a transferability of skills right when you get a management degree um, and of course, you know, since you've got, well, we, while you were here, we, we shifted to experience industry management and that's been a, a big change for us, obviously. Um, but uh, I, I wonder if you can just talk about um, what you've brought to the table at Tesla, what you're doing at Tesla and, and how it applies to the major. Of course. Yeah. So my team that I've been on for four, the entire time I've worked for Tesla is called the workplace team. And what we focus on is the environment in which people come and work in. Um, It's much more about a facility as well. So when I started, I worked at our headquarters in Palo Alto, Mm -hmm. and I was an operations coordinator and a supervisor there where I helped maintain the entire facility from a facility standpoint. So is it you know, maintained well, janitorial, culinary services, are they working well? Mm -hmm. And then I also supported with employee like seating arrangements. And Mm -hmm. did they have the proper equipment for their desks? Were their lab space operational? Um, So we really focused on making sure that the environment in which employees are coming to work, Mm -hmm. um, are they able to work efficiently? Are they safe? Are they having fun? Are they enjoying their work? And Mm -hmm. where can we assist from more of a facility um, standpoint of things. So um, it's a much, it's, I like to focus on the word environment a lot. Uh um, And that really applies to me a lot about what I learned within our major is, um, you know, not just from like an event space of like, how are things decorated and how do things look, but that really does matter when you're coming to work in an environment every single day. Um, So that's definitely transferable. And Another really big one for me, and I think that if you're working in the experience industry, you just are 
no matter what, going to be surrounded by people and engaging with people and you care about people. And that is what keeps me at Tesla at the end of the day is that I care so deeply about the teams and their success. And I've had the opportunity to work with engineering, HR, communications, supply chain. Um, Now I work with like our sales managers and um, I've worked with so many different teams and they all care so much about the company, which they don't have time to care about themselves as much. And that's where workplace comes in. We, We care about them. Right. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about your day to day. Obviously, um, obviously COVID has, has thrown a, a wrench in, in, in lots of different things. And so um, I, I, I suspect that, that you were able to, you worked remotely um, for a period. Are you still working remotely? What's your, what's your, what's your day to day like? Yeah. So about two years ago, I actually transferred within my team to San Diego. So I originally was in San Francisco and I moved to San Diego. And when I moved down here, my job was naturally going to be a little bit more remote, which was nice. Um, And we were like full remote for a little bit. And now um, I do site visits. So as a project manager now, what I do is I support our sales service and delivery centers in Southern California and Hawaii. And um, what that looks like is on a day-to-day basis, we have a platform in which we receive repair and maintenance requests from each of these facilities. Um, These repairs can be so different in what you can imagine. It can be, you know, something's wrong with the bathroom to we need new paint on this. Um, Our, Uh you know, our two post lift and what you put a car up is broken. We need it fixed yesterday. So it's a very, like all repairs and maintenance. And then I also support with expansions. So when sites need new equipment and I support with um, remodels. So if something needs to happen on site. So it's a definitely, it's a little different than what I was doing in the Bay Area. Um, I definitely did not get a degree in this. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Um, But it's the same concept. Um, Right. It's the same concept of a little bit more customer facing. So what our customers are now seeing, and then we still obviously we care about the environment for our employees, but it's a lot more of um, customer based. So that's what I do down here. Um, And what that requires of me is visiting sites um, quarterly. I try to get to all my sites quarterly and we do I just like meet with the team and like build up, continue to build relationships with them Mm -hmm. um, because I'm the one fixing their facilities essentially when something happens. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of, a lot of problem, a lot of problem solving, I I would think. And um, um, that's just, that's just so fascinating and so cool. I want to ask you, I want to ask you a bit about the culture. I mean, obviously Tesla is seen as, um, as this progressive company, right? That's, that's disrupted things. Right. And, um, and, you know, I was talking with, I was talking with friends um, the other day and, and I've recently, um, I I recently bought a couple cars and, and um, uh, well, I I shouldn't say bought a couple cars. I got a lease for one car and bought another car. Right. And so I've had this like dealer experience. Right. And, uh, and I was talking with friends and, and I said, you know, Tesla is, redefining um what it's like to buy a car right and the and the mm-hmm. whole experience around it and um and, and i was telling friends that 
that I bought a car a, a few years ago. Uh, this is probably like seven or eight years ago. And, and I got sold on this like whole package where you'll never have to worry about maintenance again. Right. And, um, and, and, um, you know, you, if you, if you pay for it up front, you'll get all your maintenance taken care of. Right. And then this, every time I went to get the car, to get maintenance on the car at this dealership, one, they acted like they had never heard of me before. Two, they act, I had to show proof. They didn't have the proof. I had to show proof that I had paid for this maintenance plan, right? And then three, uh, oh, yeah, well, we might be able to get to it in two to three weeks. And I was like, what part of this doesn't add up? Like, I like this, yeah. none of this makes sense, you know? And so I was talking with friends the other day and I'm like, you know, I, I hope um, that in 10 years, there will be no more car dealerships and, and Tesla's at the forefront of that. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I just want to ask, ask you like what it's like working for, for a company um, that that is disrupting things so much, and and do, do you feel like you have to constantly be on your toes to like uh, to to be a part of that 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 progressive mindset? What what's it like? Tell tell our listeners what it's like. Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, I don't know any different because right, right. <laughs> this is my first my first job. Um, yeah. But I have seen the company grow so much in the last four plus years I've been there. Um, and I think as it continues to grow, I still feel like we are a startup. Like we operate from let's do things in, in a seems impossible way and make it happen. And that comes from our boss, Elon, Mm -hmm. um, his energy and the way that he wants us to work. And I think that you know, like I said, I don't know any different, but I definitely live on my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, we get asked to accomplish things very often that with very little timeline. And then the quarter ends and we hit a record and you celebrate. And that's what it right. just continues to feel like. And that's why I actually love working in the sales and the service buildings a lot because I'm a lot more connected to our actual product now right. and the car itself. When I was just working in the offices, I I couldn't even tell you how to open a Tesla like right. two years ago. And now <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm kind of driving them a little bit. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's really exciting. And I'm yeah. definitely feeling a lot more connected to it. And, um, but yeah, the culture is, it's crazy. It's fast paced. It's, there's no, um, I, I'm trying to think of what our slogan is. It's, um, X or it's like perfection is the passing grade or something is it's something like that. I think perfection is not the right word, but something like that is our passing grade and there's no other option. And that is how our employees, especially in the sales industry, that's how they, they operate. And, um, but yeah, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. You know, just, just redefining, um, redefining the space. And, and, um, and, and, and I think about it, you know, as I was going through this process of, of getting, getting a car, you know, I, I was, um, uh, you know, just thinking about the future and, and realizing like, okay, um, I don't want to buy gas. I want to buy an electric and, and thinking about how Tesla has redefined 
redefine that with electric vehicles. And, um, and, you know, I, uh, I, I rode in my, my friend's uh, Tesla, uh, the first time I rode in it, I, I could not believe the power and the acceleration and, and just, they're fun. Yeah. And you, you think to yourself, I mean, because of the hybrids and, you know, I had a, I, I had an early model, um, I had an early model um, Prius and it's like, you feel like the, the power is like, can, is it going to be able to get up this hill? You know, and so changing that model to one where you're like you you hit the accelerator and you feel yeah, you feel it like, uh, you know, it jerks you back and you're like, whoa. And um, and I have I have an electric now and, and that's the way it is. And and that's because of of Tesla pushing you know, pushing the envelope and changing yeah. things. And, um, and, and that's, uh, that's gotta be super exciting to work for a company like that. Yeah. Whenever a new electric vehicle company kind of comes knocking on the door or something and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we have our autopilot. Can that, can that car drive itself? Because right. ours can. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, um, you know, that's, that's obviously something that, that, that is on the horizon and, and is something that's super exciting. And I, and I would think that working for a company like Tesla and, and realizing that, you know, in, in our lifetimes, autonomous vehicles will, will almost certainly take over and thinking about what that future world is going to look like um, is, is, is pretty interesting. And I would think that, that being at a company like Tesla and, um, and knowing that you're going to be on the forefront of that is pretty exciting. And um, so, so let's talk a, lo- a little bit about, um, about this aspect of, of like co-creating experiences. And I know you've, you, you've worked on it from the employee experience side, and now you're working on it from the project management side. And um, uh, obviously experience design and, and um, that, that's, that's the wave of the future, right? Design thinking. And, and that's, that's what we're, we're focusing on now um, with, with our department and, and with what we're, what we're teaching students. I'm wondering if you're seeing that with Tesla and, and, um, and what, what you guys are doing, um, from, a um, both from a, a, a customer facing side, which, which, um, which I know that you're, you're a little bit more now, but then also from an internal side, you know, I mean, I love what you were saying earlier about, we're, we're, we're working on redefining what it's like for the employee experience. Like I'm trying to look and see and make sure that each and every employee is having an experience that puts them in an optimal position where they are, are going to be successful. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that, that aspect. Totally. Yeah. So what we focus on a lot, especially within our customer facing stores and everything is that, I mean, I think a really good example of this is an Apple. When you walk into an Apple store, you know you're in an Apple store. You know what to expect. You know what type of service you're going to receive. You know what type of products are there. And that is something that we are aspiring at Tesla is to give that to people. And I think what it ultimately provides when you do that, it's it's the safety. There's so much more to it. Um, and so we definitely are working towards that at Tesla and we're growing so fast. I think we opened 60 plus stores this past year and within North America. And so we're really looking at like brand standards. So what is our branding looking like when you walk into a space, what are, 
Um, do people know exactly where to walk to? Are they going to know what side the X, where to order the X is versus where to order the Y is? And like, right. those are things that we are constantly practicing. And um, I think it's just to maintain that it's that trust with Tesla. It's that mm-hmm. experience, you know, um, we don't get to like train our employees in there. That's not like my job or my responsibility, but that right. is something that we hear about all the time when they walk in, like they see my badge, but they treat me like a customer. And that is definitely something that we mm. continue to practice. And I love to create. And I walk into some sites sometimes and I'm like, why are the cleaning supplies shown in the back? Like, yeah. why, why is, what is that rag doing on the floor? Did our janitorial clean team come in here? And uh-huh. so it's just, it's such a different lens of just really right. caring about one, what things look like, uh-huh. caring about the brand standards and, um, and everything. So our customers feel that they are in a Tesla facility that they're in. And we do that with our service as well. And like you mentioned, like having a good experience, like Tesla really, really prides on that. And they do like a lot of surveys and everything. And we get feedback from a facility standpoint of, Hey, like this, we consistently receive feedback that they can't find the sign on where to enter. And so (laughs) we come back and we're like, okay, we need to install signage there. So, so people know where to go. So it's like, it's so many little things that you, you don't even think about when you walk into like a grocery store or a mall, you just, you know what to do. You're, you're habitual about it. But like from these lenses, we much more focus on the details and the little things. Um, So that's definitely something that, I totally think exists in experiences in general. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't follow up on this because I have to be honest, Courtney, I, I'm not even familiar with what you're even talking about with a Tesla store. So uh, so maybe we should back up a little bit because sure. I said that Tesla was representing the end of the car dealership. Is is this a, is this a, a, a different? So, so tell me what a Tesla store is. Yeah. So um, we do have, so we have sales service um, centers. And basically what they are is that a service center is clearly if your car breaks down or something is wrong with it, you take it to a service center. Well, Tesla has their own service centers. Um, So you're not going to like a random spot down the street. You're not going to like a Jeep. You're clearly, you're going to go to a Tesla service center. And those are things that we have to constantly ramp up because Um, We're growing in so many different markets. And then sometimes attached to our service centers are, is a sales presence. So they're like showrooms. So basically you walk in, you see a beautiful car, you can purchase one there. You can do test drives out of there. So they are, they're big centers. Um, We're actually opening one in San Luis Obispo next year. Oh, no way. So you will, you will see what it looks like, but they're, they're beautiful. They're basically, um, just centers, we call them Tesla centers where you can purchase, you can test drive, you can get your car maintained. Um, and then you also, we do deliveries out of them. So you can go and pick up your car from one of them. And yeah, so that's, that's basically what a center is. I got you. So it is similar to the car dealership, but kind of redefining 
what that yeah it's based it's more like a mall like you walk in Ah. like oh let me design my car today ah okay okay i like versus walking around like a parking lot and like looking at them and stuff that's it's more virtual you walk in there's a touch screen you can design your car you can purchase one we have a few fleet on hand you can take a test drive so yeah it's it's a much more like fun experience. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. And there's not, there's not someone lurking where you feel like they're going to like, uh, screw you out of your money. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but, we have standard pricing. I mean, you can right. order one on, you can order one online today. Oh, cool. I love it. I love it. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much, Courtney, for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, really, really exciting and um, really cool. And I want to give a, a shout out to Allie for um, Allie did her. Um, uh, Allie is um, who we mentioned earlier, who is your first cousin, right? Is um, yeah. is in the major and is a, is a, a first year student in the major and was in my RPTA 101 intro to the experience industry class. And she did her final um, creative project by doing a podcast that um, was much better than, than the (laughs) the one that, that I have here, but, but we, you know, we, we, we were able to manage through here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So no, she did a great job with her, with her final project and and interviewed Courtney. And that's how I knew that Courtney was working for Tesla. Um, And so I was like, Oh my goodness, I've got to follow up and and connect with Courtney because you were one of my favorites um, as a, as a student here. And so it's so great to reconnect and just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Stay in touch. I will. See ya. Bye. Bye.